bits of the week, and we've got them for you. Best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Hey y'all, it's Morgan number two, and this episode is going to be just a little bit different. We're going to do kind of a hybrid of the last two weeks because we had two short weeks. It was the Thanksgiving holiday and the St. Jude Radiothon, so we had some shorter content days than we usually do. Now, if this is your first time ever tuning in to the Best Bits of the Week show, what we do is we basically take seven of the best bits from the show the week of... And it's all based on your engagement from online to calling us in the show to texting us. Every single thing that you guys give us is how we determine the best bits from the show this week. And then we're going to count them down from seven to one. So, yeah, we kind of rank them. And along the way, we're going to give you guys some behind the scenes of what's happening with show members that come on. You know, they'll provide some input after the segment aired or they'll just tell us more things that didn't get to be talked about on air. So we're going to get things going, and first up is the Jingle Bells game. One thing that's always a staple on our show is games. And since Christmas is almost here, we've been playing a lot of Christmas games, and this one is going to make you feel like you're riding in a one-horse open sleigh. Yeah, I did that. That was a pun. It's the Christmas Jingle Bells game. Here we go. Number seven. So I'm going to play you a country artist doing Jingle Bells. All you have to do is name the artist singing Jingle Bells. Again, they're all singing the same song. This is an example. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Over the fields we go. On the count of three. One, two, three. Well, George No, not George oh Strait. But yes, you would have missed it and you'd be out, but that was an example. What oh. fun it is to ride wow. and sing a slaying song. He did that on purpose, right? No. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the Name the artist singing jingle bells. It's survivor style. Gotta stay in to win. Ugh. First one up. Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. Over the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtails ring. Making spirits bright. You struggling? What fun it is I had to. I had to scratch out. Did you who just scratch out? I I scratched out Dolly. Okay, and who'd you put? I put Reba. Eddie? Yeah, I thought Dolly at first, but then I put Reba. Amy? Reba. Reba. The answer is Reba. Uh. Okay, name this person singing Jingle Bells. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh, or the fields we go. Laughing all the way, bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is! Lunchbox? That's easy. That's my girl Dolly. Eddie? Now that one's Dolly. Amy? Dolly. Correct. I like it on this song when they go ha ha ha. Play it again. They should always do this part. Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh, or the fields we go. Laughing all the way. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Part of the song. Yeah, you need to get ha, 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 ha on there. Next up, can you name this country artist singing Jingle Bells? Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a slang song tonight. Lunchbox? Man, I'm just going to go off the vibe. I felt like that was an island vibe. I put Kenny Chesney. Eddie? 
From the islands, man. Kenny Chesney. Oh, Amy? yeah. Kenny Chesney. It is. Oh. The, the, the steel drums. Yeah. Nice. Good job, uh, everybody. Thank you. Next up, can you name this? They get a little harder now. Oh, can that you name was hard. This country artist doing jingle bells. Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtails ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to laugh and sing a sleighing song tonight. Whoa, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all. Lunchbox, your answer? George Strait. Eddie? Uh, that is George Strait. <gasps> Amy? George Strait. Correct. <gasps> you guessing at that one? I felt okay about it, but I was like, Bobby said they're going to get harder, so that's maybe too obvious. Next up. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh or the fields we go laughing all the way <laughs> Bills on by It's making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. We'll jingle bells. Jingle bells. It's a tough one because there's a few artists that sound like that. Yeah. Lunchbox City have. I'll put Alan Jackson. Not one of the artists that I was thinking sounded like that, but okay. I mean, I have no idea. Eddie? I'm going to go with Josh Turner. What? Jingle Bell. What? I'm, like, I'm going to be the only one that what? gets this. Oh, you don't what? think that Eddie Oh, you right? think I'm wrong? Is you don't he... think I got it right? Are you so sure about yours? I thought I was. Yeah, what do you have? Garth Brooks. No, that's not <laughs> Garth. Have you listened to Garth Brooks? <laughs> and she laughed at our answer. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie. Uh, Come on now. <laughs> none of you are right. What? Yeah! Oh, that was very much Garth. Listen for it. No, I... Okay, that's you. Okay, uh, that's Scotty McCreary. Oh, oh. Dang. Wait, Play it again so they can hear it. Through the snow in one horse open well, nobody got it, so now we got to go to speed round. Oh, okay. boy. Buzz in with your name as soon as you know who this is. Here we go. Dashing through the snow. Eddie. Eddie. And Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson is. You've got to be kidding me. Correct. You've got to be kidding me. Eddie, what would you like to say to all your fans? Hey, everybody, Merry Christmas. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. So have you been to a mall ever in your life or if you've even been a teenager, which we all have, then you will remember Abercrombie and Fitch. And if you don't remember Abercrombie and Fitch, then you at least remember the smell that came with them because we all know that smell. It was a great thing and we all wanted it. So Amy this week decided to bring on a segment talking about if she's getting old and if she can wear a certain brand. And we all debated it. The guys weren't very nice. She also is going to come on a little bit later in this show to talk about another segment with her. But first up, we're talking Abercrombie and getting old. Number six. Let's go. Okay, Amy, you think you're too old to do what? Shop at Abercrombie. Hmm. Oh, for sure. Well, hold on. Let's hear (laughs) it. What happened? Well, so I recently went to the mall with my daughter. We were having a little girl's day, and we walked by, and she thought it smelled good, so she wanted to go in. (laughs) That place smells just like it did in high school. Still heavy on the cologne, but we go in, and suddenly I'm drawn in by all of the super cute things that they have 
that seem age appropriate for me, not just my daughter. So she found some things and I found some things and now I'm wearing them and I like them so much that I find myself on the Abercrombie website and I was thinking about gifting some Abercrombie things to friends, but then they might be wondering, why are you giving me Abercrombie? I don't know. I just feel I'm approaching 40 and it feels too old for me, but I don't care. I think I'm just going to own it because they have some super cute stuff right now. Is Amy too old for Abercrombie? Eddie? Yes. Yes, like, would you guys think anything if I came in dressed like an Amber Crombie dude with, like, my polo? It's called Amber it's called Crombie. Amber Crombie, not not Amber Crombie, Crombie pops. Okay, that's my point. That's I'm problem. too old to even say it right, and I'm, like, two years older than Amy. Come on. Too old, Amy. Morgan, what about you? You think she's too old for it? No, I don't think so. I think brands, like, if they adjust with time, which Abercrombie has done, I think Amy's totally fine to keep wearing it. The brands don't matter. It's not like somebody... She's not wearing Abercrombie across her, her chest. Oh, those are she's, cool. she's wearing like <laughs> sweaters and stuff that you don't even know where it came from. So it really doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah. I got a cute jacket and some little leopard. <laughs> oh, you already bought it? I've already bought lots That's of good. stuff. It's a problem. And then I started to feel weird about it. And like I, I need to not. But then I, I'm just going to own it. And it's okay. And I figured there might be some people that disagreed. But Eddie, I'm not walking around <laughs> looking like a teenager. I don't think. Raymundo, what do you think? Is Amy too old for Abercrombie? No, she's good because I thought Old Navy was fourth and fifth grader. Not the case. I it's maybe my new favorite brand. <laughs> that is yes. See, that was back to school. Back to school shopping for us. I could never afford Old Navy. Old Navy. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No. 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 I'm not saying it like that. But it's funny how we. Assume. For me, we would go to J.C. Penney's and we had a credit card. Oh. And so we put it on the credit card at J.C. Penney, or as we called it, Penney's. And then we'd. Try to pay it off all year. But yeah, old na- okay. Um, Lunchbox, is Amy too old for Abercrombie? Look, I think Amy's got style. If she wears Abercrombie on the butt, maybe a no-go. But I mean, I can't tell. I, that sweater could be Abercrombie. I don't know. So if Amy says it's okay, I say it's good to go. But Eddie, you out of touch? Yes, you cannot shop at Abercrombie. Like a couple years ago, I went to the mall like for Christmas shopping or something, and I saw American Eagle, and I walked in there, no, and I bought no. some jeans from American Eagle, and I brought them home, and my wife laughed at me. I was like... <laughs> Okay, so no, yeah, okay, no. Okay, American Eagle has really cute things too, See? though. I think if you want it, wear it. And it's if a- you feel good in it, great. It doesn't matter. Right, and age is just a number, right? No, but still, if you feel good in it, <laughs> did the cashier it. say, "Oh, your daughter's gonna love this"? Age isn't just a number, but if you feel good, <laughs> great. I, I, you know what you like to wear. Okay. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and but can't wear. But will you wear Abercrombie? Because they have I, some I cute stuff for guys. I don't think it's for me. But if someone brought me something that was like, "Hey, this is Abercrombie," if they didn't tell me and I liked it. And then they're like, oh, it's also Abercrombie. You're like, oh, who knew? They're making adult clothes okay. now. Although, am I too old to wear hoodies? I wear them all the time. You know, that's something that I wonder. No, and I think you can wear a backwards hat, too. Well, I don't do that, really. But you can. But I don't. The only time my hat goes backwards if I'm on an airplane, I need to rest my head on the seat in front of me. Because <laughs> you can't do time. it with the bill. Oh, but you can't do that anymore anyway. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, you're good, Amy. Okay, thank you. I did go to the mall, and I saw Santa was in the mall, but he was wearing a mask. Oh, wow. And I felt so bad for him. And I was going to post a picture on my Instagram going, poor Santa has to wear a mask. And he saw me about to grab my phone. <laughs> he knew your intentions. And he looked at me and was like, I could just tell by his eyes. He was like, please don't. <laughs> You're like, I'm already, he's all, I'm already embarrassed. A red velvet one or just a No, it was mask. just a white one. Mm. Mm. Poor Santa can't even be at the store with the kids dude. now without a mask on. Uh, go to our Facebook page. Is Amy too old for Abercrombie? 
Bobby Bone Show Facebook page. I let like us know. girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitz. Yeah, old oh, song. Oh, now you sound old. song. Nice. Take her if I have one. What? Wish. Wish. Yeah. We could get lost in the summer. Nope. For the summer. Nope. <laughs> Let's go. It's the best bits of the week. Show. With Morgan number two. If you're an avid listener of our show, then you know just how much Lunchbox always tries to use his clout. And for those who don't know what clout is, it's basically like your ranking in society. So he tries to use his celebrity status from being on our radio show to get some cool treatment out in the wild. So he went to a cool little Christmas show and thought he could get VIP treatment based on the fact that he's Lunchbox. And people were not happy about it. So listen back to this segment and you may just get a little unhappy too. Number five. Here's Lunchbox uh, dropping his name to get VIP treatment. Where were you? I was at the Dancing Lights. It's like a display where they have light Christmas lights and they're synced with the music in your car. And I'm talking the line was hours long. Hours long. I was like, there is no way I'm sitting in this line this long with my two kids and my status of radio. So I just pull up to the cop. I just went up the left side and I said, hey, man, look, I'm Lunchbox. Come on. Like, you got to let me go on the left side, right? <laughs> so this is audio of... By the way, I don't agree with this. This is me showing you that when you drop your name, you get VIP treatment. This is how you operate in the world. When there's a long line and you you got stature, use it. Okay, I'm going to have a little something to say after this clip, but I want to hear the <laughs> clip first. All right, here is Lunchbox apparently dropping his name to cut a long line. I'm supposed to be going to the far left lane. Okay. Yeah, I big deal. Me. Celebrity can get to cut the line. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how Lunchbox does it. Hey, if you want to follow this left lane all the way up. All the way up? All right, cool. That's all I'm talking about. Tell you all these, these people don't understand. I'm going to have to wait. They would have beat you up. Yeah, it sounded like they were Were those horns mad at you? Oh, they were not happy. They were not happy because I was holding up the line because I was trying to convince this cop, hey, man, let me go over here to the left. I see that there's another, like, coned-off entrance. Let me go that way and not sit in this line. Here's the problem I have. You didn't just get by with stature. You lied to the cop and said you were supposed to be in the left lane. <laughs> Well, I saw one car do it, and I was like, that must be a VIP lane. That must be something special. And so that's how I got the idea. I would have had no idea. But just go up and say, hey, your Lunchbox Bobby Bone Show. And the cop knew what the show was. Did the cop know the show? Yeah, he was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. And then they said, ah, 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 because I guess he was radioing people to see if it was okay if I went the other way. And, hey, when you got stature, you got stature. That's like when you go into a restaurant. Back when there used to be a wait, you always say, hey, Lunchbox Bobby Bone Show. Oh, okay, yeah, we got a table available right now for you. Got to do it, guys. That's the perks of having this job. I've never done that. I would never do ever, that. It's embarrassing. Why? And I know for a fact there's times you've done that, and they've said, okay, take a seat. We'll, we'll buzz your beeper when we have You're your right. table. Some, sometimes people don't respect. <laughs> Mr. Lunchpail, uh, whoever you are, we'll get to yeah. you after everybody else. Mm-hmm. Wait, it did work there. If you knew it was going to work, would you do it? No. Me either. You'd rather wait in line for hours? I wouldn't go yeah, and wait in line for hours. Yeah, I well, I think I think the smarter thing would have been to go on the weeknights when not as many people are there. We, you know, tried to go on a weekend when it's busier. But I'm telling you guys, when you have the chance, use your name. Bobby Bones carries a lot of clout. Amy, you carry a lot of clout with your name. That's no, true because actually, he probably wouldn't have no. been able to get in if he didn't say the Bobby Bones show. Like lunch, I'm Lunchbox. He'd have been like, I don't know who you are. What right. about I'm Lunchbox from the Sore Losers podcast? Definitely. Get, turn around and get back in line. Yeah, <laughs> Just go home. Yeah. Just go home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. For the record, I don't agree with that. I wouldn't do that. 
But I did it. It worked. <laughs> and here we are. We are happier for it. The kids had a great time. Wife was happy. Right. Yay. Oh, my gosh. I just thought about how embarrassed his wife must be. When he does that? Yeah. Do you have to convince her to do that? She doesn't like it. But when I'm driving, I'm driving. So what is she going to do? She, but she, she, once we get done, she's like, man, that's better than waiting in line. She feels good. All right. Okay. Best bits of the week, and we've got them for you. Best bits of the week with Morgan number two. November of 2020 marked the very first time in show history that we awarded an employee of the month. And the winner was our own producer, Scuba Steve. And aside from just winning $100, he also got to do his very own segment that Bobby didn't get to approve beforehand. When things happen on the show, we typically just send in a lot of story ideas and things that happen in our life to Bobby. And then we never know what gets chosen. And we may or may talk about it. Who knows? But this time, Scuba Steve got to do a segment that was never approved, never talked about. And it was just totally winging it. So I brought on Scuba Steve to talk a little bit about his win and getting to do something that none of us have literally ever gotten to do. Hey, Steve. How's it going? <laughs> I want to know how it felt to do a segment that you didn't have to get approved. Were you scared or were you like so excited? Well, there was two sides to it. One, I was like, well, I'm the EP of the show. I should be able to just, we should be able to just do bits and he should trust kind of my judgment on it, which I was like, okay, I feel like he's going to like this. I'm going to test that trust and see if it works. And it did work out, but I'll be honest, on the other side of it, I was hella nervous. <laughs> I was sitting in that chair and my heart was pounding, being like, okay, I've set all these things up for this. I've made production for it, which by the way, here it is. It's a Bobby Brown. Like I put in that to make that. I set up collars. I like did a bunch of stuff behind the scenes to get it going. And I'm like, if this doesn't work, I have just wasted all this time putting it together. <laughs> or well, if it fails on air, I'm like, oh my God. And it was our first ever Bobby Graham or any Graham from a show member. So that was also very new. Yeah, totally. It was a whole, yeah, it was all new, a new idea, a new concept, a lot of things going, a lot of things in play to make it come together. Do you think, so in this segment, basically Steve brings on a listener and Bobby does a Bobby Graham for a really big fan. This listener, do you think like, you know, somebody was just looking out for you because they kind of fell in your lap at the right time or had you known about this for a while and... What happened there? Well, it was, I had a couple ideas. Actually, I had several things that I wanted to do, and I still have those, those things I want to do for the show in general. And then this one, like you said, it, it literally it was almost like the stars aligned and the script was written, and I was meant to meet this guy out in the wild, and he was meant to come up to me and ask me for this favor, and everything just happened to just come together nicely, and it worked out. So, yeah, it was it was cool. I think we should give listeners a little taste of some of these other things that you want to do. Oh, yeah, let me pull up my phone. I have all my notes. All right, we're just going to wait. We're waiting for a moment. Fill the like, for a second as racist. Like elevator music. <laughs> okay, here I found them. So this is the one that I was really banking on, and I had planned on doing this that week that Amy ended up calling out, and I needed her for this. So the idea was almost kind of like Undercover Boss, but Undercover Boss Bobby Bone Show edition. So for listeners, we have like 150 plus affiliates, and it would be kind of like that, where I'm calling this affiliate, they have no idea, so it's a cold call, and we would talk to them and ask them questions about the Bobby Bone Show, say we're doing a survey on how they feel about the show. Just kind of like see their natural reaction. If they're like, oh, yeah, it's great. Everything's fine. Everything's good over here. Or like, God, those guys are so annoying. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. 
That that is almost like perfect. I almost wonder if we should get Lunchbox to do that, but his voice is so distinct. I don't think we could. That's the problem. So he it's very distinct. So that's why I was going to call as the representative, like collecting survey information Ooh, uh, so for the good. area. And then as I as I talk to them, depending on how it goes, I'd be like, well, it's funny you say that because tell them hi, Bobby, and Bobby would go, hey, and there's Amy over there, and Lunchbox, and Eddie, and Morgan, and just kind of get that reaction, uh, whether it was good or bad, and see how it goes. Oh yeah, I definitely want to see this one pan out. Okay, give it. Give us two more. Um, two more. Oh, I have it. On, I have it on my Costco list. <laughs> That's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> the other one was dramatic readings of Yelp reviews. So if you ever go on Yelp, you see all those snarky people who, like, whenever you go on there, I look at a rating and I'll see something. If it's three or four, it's like almost a shoe and five. Like it's going to be good no matter what. I see places that are one and two stars. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with this place? I've been there before myself. I know this place is just fine. And you'll see the ones that are four and five stars within there that are like, oh, the place is great. Everything's fine. And then you'll see those jerks that give one and two reviews. And usually the reviews are so snarky about crap that we don't usually ever care about. Like, I asked for more napkins and they didn't give me enough napkins. One star. You're like, <laughs> how does that, the, the food's phenomenal. Everything's great. How is How are you going to give them one star and ruin their entire business over not getting extra napkins? So I wanted to find a bunch of those Yelp reviews and do like almost like a Dead Poet Society drum circle where we do dramatic readings of them, almost kind of like a Valley Basic Girl read. Oh, I love that. You know, I had pitched before that we should do like the worst tweets of the week. You know how like there's the Jimmy Kimmel where they do like mean tweets? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to do like the worst tweets of the week on our socials because... Oh, it's Everyone dark. knows there's so many, <laughs> especially on Facebook, the worst Facebook comments. Exactly. So I like had started pulling them, but I think it might have been too much negativity in the room. <laughs> yeah, maybe like a once a month thing. It wouldn't be a weekly feature. <laughs> but there's so, there's so many good ones. Like I say good ones loosely because like there's some trolls that are just brutally mean. But yeah. then there's some that I'm like, where do you even get the idea to say something that you just said? Yeah, yeah. Like, what mood, where were you at to be able to just feel like you could say something like that? Like, we are people, too. Like, you know, we, this, these are things that we are creating and we're doing. So it may seem like it's an easy job where we come in, pop the mics on, and just roll. No, there's a lot of thought. Like you mentioned earlier, a lot of thought goes into this, a lot of pre-production. It isn't just a slapping this thing together. So when you say those comments, it actually kind of hurts when we when we see those things. Like, hey, we put a lot of time into this. Like, everyone else seems to like it except for you. So, yeah. Yep, there's always a few. And it grinds my gears when they pop up and they're like a top fan and I'm like excuse me yeah <laughs> how are you a top fan when you're trolling us right now totally but I always put it as like the Howard Stern effect have you ever seen private parts the movie yes okay yeah there's the Howard Stern effect where it's like what are the numbers like well the numbers are up people love it and they're like what about the ones that hate it tell me about the hated numbers it's like wow funny enough the people who hate it actually listen longer they listen for two and a half hours so even when I see a negative comment it kind of hurts but I also know that those people listen even more because they were just finding those moments mm-hmm. to complain about so they're listening so i appreciate it it's like a love hate relationship yeah exactly yeah very unhealthy one like, like like reality television shows we all watch i don't particularly but i know a lot of people watch shows like the kardashians and they watch it because they love it to hate it like trash reality i hope we're not in the trash radio yeah. reality <laughs> yeah that's not a good category but we still appreciate your your listenership <laughs> this is true okay so back to our award that you had won yeah are you doing more things to hopefully get the next Employee of the Month Award, or are you like, yeah, I'm going to let somebody else have it? Uh, the 
competitor in me wants to continue winning because I've seen those boards in the walls when I worked at places like McDonald's way back in the day, and someone's name pops up multiple times, month, 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 month in a row. So I feel like why not shoot for the stars and keep trying to win it? But at the same time, though, I would like to give it to somebody else because I feel like we all deserve it at some point because we all work really hard on this show in some form or fashion. But I want to win again, and I feel like if you listen to the end of this, you'll hear Bobby say that I may win it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is true. I mean, you're a really hard worker, so I be- I would believe it. But one more thing before you go. Okay. I want you to tell me how high you rank the segment you did and how it ended up panning out. How do you feel about the segment that went on the show for your winning? I feel like it was pretty good. I feel like th- the value that I put into it, like getting that production made, having those jingle singers make that production was one element. It's a Bobby the meeting of the guy in the wild and putting it together and talking to him and kind of coming up with the logistics of how we can pull this off, surprising his wife. And I feel like this could also be a long-standing uh, segment on the show. It doesn't have to be every week, but every once in a while, if a listener wants to, it's basically a telegram. So if you're listening right now, we call it a Bobby Graham because it's essentially a radio version of a telegram. And a telegram is something you would send to somebody back like in the 1920s. Yeah, I wasn't alive then, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Nor was I. But, I, <laughs> but they're in those old movies that Eddie watches. But <laughs> where you said you basically send a message to somebody and it's in a form of a typed letter and it'd be like uh, sent to you and you read it and this is just an audio version of it and trying to basically connect to listeners in a, in a different way by surprising them with this you know you, you'll hear it but basically you connect with Bobby not knowing it's Bobby and you realize holy crap I'm a super fan Bobby Bones has literally just called me because of some other person connecting me for whether it be you're going through a tough time it's your birthday or whatever it may be we're hoping that this Bobby Graham brings a smile to your face Oh, and it brought a lot of smiles, even to the person who received it. And she could not quite guess that it was Bobby. So once she realized, it was a cool moment. It was. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming by, talking about it. I hope you win again next month. You really mean that? I do really mean that. For real? For real, for real. For real, for real, for real. All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. So if you remember, a few weeks ago, I awarded the very first ever employee of the month. And our winner was Scuba Steve. Yeah. And not only did I send him 100 bucks in cold, hard cash, but I said, hey, you get to do any one segment you want about anything you want. And so I don't know what's about to happen here. All I know is that Scuba Steve is cashing in his coupon. <laughs> Hi, Scuba. What's up, Bobby? Okay, so what's, what's the deal here? So I had a few different ideas as your employee of the month, and I mulled over them, thought about it. It's why here we are late in the month with the idea. And I thought about this one, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this back to the listeners. Without their support, I wouldn't be here right now as your employee of the month. So enter a guy named Wayne. He approached me, socially distanced. I met him out in the wild, and he wanted to give something to his wife for her birthday. Uh, It's on the 27th. They've been married for 28 years, want to mix it up. She's a massive fan of you and Bobby, the show. So I figured a nice way to help out a listener and help out another listener was doing this bit for them versus something for myself. It's a Bobby. Bobby Graham. So the way I so the way I see this play out, kind of <laughs> I'm like so confused on what's happening so far. Okay, it's a Bobby Graham. Go ahead. So it's a Bobby Graham. So the way I see this playing out, this is almost like me pitching it to you live on the radio and everyone involved listening to this. Go ahead. This is kind of the pitch session we're doing here for it. It's a Bobby Graham. So enter Wayne. Wayne comes in the line. Uh, he's going to then talk to us, kind of give us a little backstory about himself and his wife. He is outside the house, kind of doing like a uh, publisher's clearing house kind of thing. And he's going to then bum rush his wife inside the house and surprise her with his birthday gift. Which and is that's why I call it. It's a Bobby Graham. So Wayne's in the line right now. Hello, Wayne. Hey, 
Bobby. How are you? What's up, Wayne? You having a good day? Man, I'm having a really good day. This is uh, this is really exciting. My my wife is a, is a super big fan of yours, and uh, just to give you a little background. We were uh, our youngest son is is in the army he's stationed at fort carson colorado and we had to move him out there about a month ago lo and behold you're syndicated out there and it just made her day that she was able to hear the bobby bone show while we were in colorado i appreciate that well so i what i'm understanding wayne is that we're about to do something called a bobby graham okay this is where Wayne, this is where you run into the house and hand the phone to your wife and bum rush her and kind of surprise her hey, with this just gift do this offer. do this wayne Go up to her and say, hey, someone's yeah. on the phone and want to talk to you. And don't tell her it's me, okay? And let me talk with her until she can got guess it. who it is, okay? You got it. I'm heading, heading that way right now. All right. Wayne's walking in the house. Bum uh, rushing her. As, as we speak. Let's not bum rush <laughs> anybody. One second. Yeah, that's, that was right. a little of a harsh word. I'm sorry about that choice of Cooper's was like, today. put a bag over her head, throw her in the back of the van, <laughs> drive like, her down. about to happen? <laughs> Get the van. Hello? Hey, who's this? This is Annette. Well, I'm just so happy to talk with you. Well, good. Who is this? <laughs> Who do you? Let's play a game because I'm someone in your life, and I guess you don't recognize my voice, but I'm someone in your life. Who am I? Guess number one. Is it Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not Daniel. It's not Daniel. Okay. It's about to be your birthday. Yeah, that would be it. Okay. It's about to be your birthday. And I hear that you have a, a son that you're so proud of that's in the military. Yeah. And so you go to where, is he Is he in school? Is that what it was? Or is he just stationed there? Stationed is in he, Colorado. You go to where he's stationed there in Colorado. And I, in a way, am in Colorado every single morning. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Annette. You can do this. You're in Colorado every morning. Well, here's the thing, Annette. <laughs> I'm not physically there every morning. I'm there sometimes, but I'm not physically there every morning. But I am, my presence is in Colorado in Denver. Bobby Bones? Yes. That's Yay! it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bobby Bones? It is, Annette. How are you? Oh, my Lord. Like, I love you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, so, first of all, let's talk about this son of yours that you're so proud of. How does how does he make you feel out there? Oh, very proud. He hasn't been there long, but he makes me very proud. Okay, good for you. And then your other kid, how old and, and where are they? Peyton, he's almost 25. He's in Nashville. Okay, where that's that's where I am. And so we've never met, but your husband lined this whole thing up, and I just wanted to tell you, happy birthday. I'm just such a, a big fan of your husband. He's the greatest guy I ever met in my whole life. Like, sometimes we just talk all night on the phone, and it's a re- just so you know, he's my guy. He's been secretly keeping this from you. Um, but happy birthday. And yeah, I- right. <laughs> well, I enjoy listening to you every morning. I love your show. I'm excited that you're in Colorado Springs. I told Brandon as soon as I – when we were out there, and I said, I got the Bobby Bones show. So I just you you bring such joy to so many people, and y'all are so positive, and I love everything that you do. Well, that's and very, I'm happy for you and Caitlin. Thank you very much. Very kind. I can't wait till this uh, nutty pandemic's over, and I can meet you in person. But I hope your birthday's amazing. Thank you. All right, bye, Annette. Bye, bye. It's a Bobby <laughs> Brown. Oh. Brought to you by Scuba Steve. Yeah, is nice. Wayne still there? Yes, I'm there. Wayne, how'd that go? Uh, I thought it went fantastic. I really tried to put you over. I acted like you and I are best friends and we talk every night. I don't feel like she believed that. Well, she knows better. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, I hope that uh, she liked it. I appreciate you calling us, and hopefully I'll see you out and about soon. Hey, thank you all so much. All right, there he is, Wayne, Annette. What a lovely couple. Yeah. It's a Bobby Graham. It's yeah. a Bobby 
Good job, Scuba Steve. Hey, good Steve. job, Scuba Steve. Awesome, yeah. Nice I appreciate job. It. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for making me employee of the month. You guys are actually the real winners, so I really appreciate this. Well, he's uh, so giving. Maybe he'll be employee of the month again for this segment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. So Eddie brought Amy a gift the other day, and it was a pretty different gift. He brought her his old TV so that Amy could smash it because, you know, life's been a little crazy lately, and who doesn't want to smash an old TV? So I brought Amy on to let us know how she's feeling after she got to smash this old TV. Hey, Amy, what's up? Hey. Uh, the first thing I will say is the sledgehammer that Scuba Steve got for me was really heavy. <laughs> and I, first of all, didn't even know if I was going to be able to pick it up to smash the TV. But I powered through. And then the next day, I was so sore. When I woke up, and at first I didn't register why, I just thought to myself, what? What is going on with my body? Why do I ache everywhere? I'm so sore. And then it dawned on me, oh, it was my TV smashing incident with the sledgehammer. And I will say I did get to a certain point where the weight of the sledgehammer just didn't bother me anymore. I was so into it and in the zone of the smashing that it felt really good. I I don't, you know, just condone people uh smashing things irresponsibly, but to have a gift like that given to me from Eddie and it was a controlled environment and everybody was safe and I was not actually in a state of rage at the time, I think are some key components because you don't want to, you want to be able to address your rage without having to smash things, but I do think it was very therapeutic and, and awesome. I don't know if there's scientific evidence behind that, but it did feel good, and I certainly have never received a gift like that before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so besides your back problems and probably body problems you were facing the next day from the sledgehammer, do you think that for the next few days it kind of helped you in letting go some of the feelings that you were having? It did give me some sort of a release. I'm actually shocked that when I got done with it, but I didn't just break down and start crying. I had some people comment when I posted it on Instagram, some of the comments that are there that it was therapeutic for them to just even watch something like that. And it almost was bringing them to tears because of certain emotions they have going on. And I think had I not had to go back on air and continue doing the show, I probably would have allowed myself a proper breakdown because it does release a lot. And yeah, I, I again, I would recommend it, but in a controlled <laughs> way because I don't want to endorse just being reckless and, oh, I'm feeling angry, so I'm going to smash stuff. Uh, I was actually, I am going through a lot, and uh, I do have a lot going on. I, I don't know, I would classify what I'm going through as rage, but, you know, I did have... I have had in the last several months, you know, when I walked into my pool and I've expressed on the air that I have felt certain moments where I couldn't control things, but I'm working through some of that in therapy. And I know I'm 39 years old, but even some of the stuff they've dated back to my childhood. So, you know, when I slammed the milk on the counter in front of the kids and I thought, why? That seemed so out of character for me. I mean, milk went everywhere and I was definitely not in control. So, but it, it's crazy to think that I'm reacting that way because of how I maybe dealt with some stuff, stuffing things down when I was a child. So it's interesting when you really 
dig into it. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm only sharing that because, again, I don't want us to be a part of endorsing something reckless. It was, it was also a funny thing that Eddie did, and there was some humor to it, which made me smile. Uh, and it was, it was thoughtful. But at the same time, if you're feeling a certain level of anger or rage, there's likely a deep-rooted problem there, and it should be addressed. <laughs> so maybe you're suggesting to listeners if they want to do something like this, like go to a rage room where it's that's an option, and then also go to therapy. So a co- like a combination of the two. Yeah, and I understand therapy may not be accessible to everybody, but if there's books you can get or... Uh, I, under my podcast network, Catherine Defada, who's a licensed therapist here in Nashville, has a podcast called Unique Therapy with a lot of helpful episodes. There are tools out there and, and books and, and, you know, whether you pray or meditate, can breathe through some of that too. It doesn't have to be rage room. You can do it in a calm manner. But yeah, I recommend if you never smash something that you find a way to do it. I think I even recommend it on the show or maybe it was on my podcast when I talked about it later. I said, maybe you know someone like a friend that's remodeling their house and they need a wall demoed or, you know, smashed down. I think you call it like demoed. You could invite yourself over and have a little fun with that. So again, that's where it's something that needs to get done, but you get to express some things. There is something therapeutic about putting stuff into motion. Even so those arg balls. Have I told you about the arg ball? No, I don't think I know about these. Okay, so it's a stress and anxiety ball. I think we talked about it on the show, but a lot of times Morgan is on Instagram or Twitter keeping <laughs> up with show socials during the show so she doesn't hear everything, but it it it's a it's a stress ball. You can find it on Amazon. It's fourteen ninety nine and you can squeeze it and um, throw it like it's been really my son and I have thrown it to each other as hard as we possibly can and it has helped uh, us get through uh, a couple of different things uh, one of a therapist that he works with was talking about how you can go outside and throw ice cubes because that's like a state of doing something but it's not going to hurt anything and you can just throw it as hard as you possibly can and there's some sensory thing happening that is going to help calm you down. Oh, wow. Throwing ice cubes. I don't know the science behind it, but the ARG ball, I think it's spelled A-R-G-H-H, like R. And I have it on my Amazon favorites page if you're having trouble finding it. Uh, My family, everyone in our family has one now. So I've ordered several and I, there is not an endorsement by any means that uh, you can find it. Like my radioamy.com is how you can find my Amazon favorites. And that's the best way to send you there if y'all want it because that's a, that could be a good gift for somebody in your life or maybe yourself or stocking stuffer for someone this Christmas because um, that is another way to, I think, get out some anxiety and stress and anger. Is it's, it's a sensory tool. And I know there is science to back that part up, but you'll, you can research it yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. You're giving everybody so many options. We got rage room, therapy, if that's an option, an arc ball, or even just ice cubes. And everybody has ice cubes. So I think those are all some great options if you're, you know, 2020 has been a crazy year for everybody. So I think everybody could be throwing some ice cubes right now. 
Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, your neighbors or somebody in your family might think you're crazy if you're now in your yard throwing ice cubes. But just say Amy from the Bobby Buncher told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming by and telling us how you're feeling afterwards. It's definitely a cool moment. We're going to listen back to it now, but you can also go to bobbybones.com and watch Amy smash the TV, which is even more cool. Well, thanks for having me on your podcast, Morgan. Yeah, of course. You're always welcome. Okay. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Number three. You ready? You stretched out? Yeah, I'm ready. If you go over to our <laughs> Facebook page, just search for Bobby Bone Show. You can watch Amy. You can go ahead and go. Okay. She's taking her headphones out. Eddie was inspired. He had a TV that wasn't working anymore, but you know you have to demolish it or someone can take all the personal information from it. Exactly, because the TV wouldn't turn on, and it has all my logins, my Netflix, all that stuff on there. So I'm like, I have to destroy this somehow. So he knows Amy's been going through a tough time. Yeah. So we've set it up for her to go in the alley and just start wrecking it with a sledgehammer. (laughs) By the way, who brought the sledgehammer? I don't know. Who owns that? (laughs) Steve? He probably went by Home Depot or something, right? Uh, So, okay, so Amy's walking out to the back alley now. I think she has the phone on her. Amy, you there? Amy, here's the phone. It's Bobby. Who else is it going to be? He's like, hey, man, you got to call. It's Bobby on the phone. Hey. Do you see the TV? Yes, and I see the goggles and the gloves. Oh, wow, we're watching her right now. I see it. Okay, so, Amy, we need you to put the gloves and the goggles on, please. Okay. Um, Well, I have to hand the phone off. Hold on. It is a blue sledgehammer. Eddie, that's a pretty big TV. That's like over a 55-incher. Yeah, it's 50-something. And they couldn't fix that thing? Mm-mm. I mean, they, they could. They said it's going to ta- cost more than just buying a new one, so I just bought a new one. Okay, she's put both gloves on. She is now putting the goggles on her head. She's looking at the TV. She just did one of those <laughs> crouches where you crouch down and look underneath the car, but she's looking at the TV. I, I hope this is very therapeutic to her. Okay, Amy, how do you feel? I feel, I don't know, I'm nervous. I'm shaking. Like, I don't know why, but I'm shaking. How heavy is the sledgehammer? It's very heavy. Okay, uh, just take a little swing without hitting the uh, the TV. I just want to see, like, hit the wood back behind it. Yeah, grab top of it and get some leverage. Yeah, I just want to see how heavy that thing's going to be. Hit the wood behind it. Don't hit the TV. It's so heavy. You can do it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> How'd that feel? Okay, she's hitting the wood right now. Oh, again. Okay, but well, tell her relax. We're good. Scuba. Yeah, relax. But, oh. but now it's a, it's a bad day at work. She's out of control already. Yeah. All right, are you ready, Amy? On the Scuba, you need glasses too if you're going to – or put the phone on the ground. Okay, I'll put it on the ground. I'm okay. I've done this before. I've done this before. Has he? Him and his wife every Thursday. <laughs> they go buy a TV and wreck it. All right, Amy, here we go. Come on, Amy. In three, two, one, go. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it almost killed her. She hit it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's not really breaking. Okay, hey, put, put the TV back up. She knocked it over immediately, then just started beating on the backside of it. <laughs> Amy is beating Whoa. a TV with... Oh, she, <laughs> And she's back at it. Oh, oh and it fell again. <laughs> Hold on. Scuba's going to get hit by the sledgehammer. The sledgehammer is too heavy for her, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The TV keeps falling. 
Here we oh, go. it's breaking. Oh man, Amy is busting a TV. Oh, I think it's working, Bones. Oh, 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 she's. Did going you see to class town. coming up? She's going to town on it now. Three more. One. Two. Oh, it's breaking now. Well, man, she keeps going. <laughs> All right, Scuba. <laughs> All right. Let me talk to her. Okay. Hey, Amy. Let me take it Hello. How do you feel? I'm there. It's a, it requires a lot. It feels like a 900 number, guys. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. That felt really good. Then I'm like, now I'm all worked up. And I don't know. I need okay. to, like, go run or or cry or I don't know. But it definitely was amazing. Thank you, Eddie. You're welcome, Amy. It's nice good. job, Eddie. Look at the TV. Yeah. Hey, take a picture of Amy holding that TV up with her goggles on. She really went to town on that sucker. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Come on back. <laughs> okay. I think, we both, okay I think we both got what we wanted out of that, right? What did you want? A destroyed TV. I don't think anyone's going to be watching TV on that thing, right? So this was all just a move by you to save some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and she got some release. Okay, there she is. Amy, you can watch that. We'll put it up on our Instagram later. Amy destroying a TV. Hasn't had the easiest last few weeks. Hopefully that was able to help her get through today. Good? Good. Although, good. although she kind of sounds exhausted. <laughs> she started going pretty good with a hammer, though. Mr. Bobby Bones. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, so one of the biggest things that happened on the show the last few weeks was this whole debate over Eddie selling his soul to Bobby. And for a while there, Eddie was going to, and then things took a really different turn. So I brought Eddie on with me so we can kind of break this all down. How weird was that, by the way? So weird. And also the fact that we brought on a special guest, which is John Morgan (laughs) of Morgan & Morgan. He's a lawyer. So, okay, so how are you feeling? You didn't end up selling your soul, and they'll hear this through this whole bit. But you didn't end up selling your soul. How are you feeling? I feel good about it. I mean, I I think the listeners were a big part of this because this started, you know, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And and I he brought it up to me. He says, hey, I want to buy your soul. What would you and he named the price and he'll buy it at that price or whatever. And I think I said something like, I don't know, $200. I'll do it or whatever. Because at the beginning, I was like lunchbox. It's free money. It's not the soul. He's not going to literally take the soul out of my body. But then if you start thinking about it, like the fact that you're exchanging money for your soul, there's some kind of mental thing attached to that where like you are literally selling whatever you think a soul is for money. Well, there's a word for that. And I can't remember what that word is, but it's like um, where you're feeling like conscious, like you don't take medicine, but instead, but you still feel sick or something. Oh, like it's yes. A- it's called. Um, uh, hold <laughs> We're going to get hit up about this phrase. I know what this phrase is. <laughs> Amy it's, says it all the time. I know, but that's what that's what I'm yeah. thinking placebo. of. Placebo. Placebo effect. effect. Thank you, Lunchbox. You're welcome. Like, hey, I'm smarter than all you guys. Any chance Lunchbox can get on your podcast, he's going to do it. You know uh, that. Yeah. Okay. He, he always inter- interrupts everything that I do. It's fine, Lunchbox. I still love you. Placebo effect. Yes. And so do you think... Had you sold it, you would be having this placebo effect, like 
probably no real effect on your actual life. Probably not. But in moments when like something bad happens to you, it's like, because I don't have a soul. Pro- you know, it would be moments where like Bobby and I, 20 down, twenty years down the road, get into some argument or whatever, and we get really mad. It's like, and then I, I start thinking like, crap, he owns my soul. Like I, I can't <laughs> do anything about this, even though it's not real. That was the struggle. And then on Twitter, I would get on and there would be people dead serious saying like, don't do it. Like, don't do it. God owns your soul. And then I'm just like, it's a valid point. (laughs) We did. We had so many religious, very religious listeners who came out and were like, this is a horrible segment. I can't believe you're even discussing this. And even my wife, the night before, you know, I came in and John Morgan was going to call. We were going to do the deciding, deciding thing, like what we were going to name the price at. My wife says, I don't feel really good about it. Like, I I don't, she's like, and I don't even know what it is. I'm not scared or anything because, yeah, it's your soul. He's not going to take it. But there's something about it I don't feel good about. So was she encouraging you not to do it? Don't take the money. Do you need the money though? No, no. But like (laughs) lunchbox again, it's that mentality of like, don't be stupid. It's not real. That is free money. Yeah. But even lunchbox who did the free money for what, when it was all the things that are supposed to bring you bad luck. I think he did get some bad luck after he did them all when he called it free money. (laughs) It's true. So I don't really believe money. Anything attached to money is ever free. And in a weird way, you are selling your soul for that money. Yes. And you know what? Maybe nothing happens in your life if you were to do it, but maybe at the end of your life, it comes back to haunt you. Like right? at the gates? Yeah. And they're like, well, look, buddy, you sold your soul. St. Peter's You don't like, have that option. St. Peter's <laughs> so. looking at his list going like, oh, wait, wait a second. You're the guy that sold your soul for $200 to Bobby Bones. I see that right here. I think that's why our listeners were kind of coming out of the woodworks. Yeah. Like, do not even think about doing this segment because I think it's like a this mentality thing of kind of that afterlife. I think yeah. that had a big part of it. Yeah. And, and right when it came down to it, I look at Amy and I'm thinking like, Amy, tell you know, tell me what to do. And I can see it in her eyes too. Like, I wouldn't do this. Like, seriously, wouldn't do it. And then people on Twitter and our listeners were saying, don't do it. And I'm like, all right, there's no point in doing it. If somebody down the road, maybe it's not Bobby, but maybe it is Bobby, offers you like. Million dollars? Realistically, like $100,000 for your soul. Would you do it then? (laughs) (laughs) I, see, I don't know. I'll be at the same position then that I am now. But that's actual I, I never more money, money that could be life changing, right? Not, what would be cool though is if I got two hundred from Bobby, and then later down the road got offered the a hundred thousand, and I'd be like, "Well, nothing's happened to me with Bobby. <laughs> sure, I'll sell you part of my soul too." Yeah, but like two hundred dollars is nothing compared to like a bank of like a hundred thousand. That could actually change your life. Two hundred thousand dollars, you maybe spend on some wine or whatever. I don't know. Look. Morgan, I, I decided not to do it, and that's where I that's where I ended it. So for the rest of your life, you're just no, you're you're done. The soul is mine. <laughs> There's no and more. Gods. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody that can convince you otherwise. Correct. Okay. Well, there you have it. Eddie did not sell his soul to Bobby, and he's never ever going to in his entire life. So thanks for hanging out with us for a minute. <laughs> thanks for having me, Lunchbox. Thanks for chiming in. Number two. That's right. I gave Eddie a week, and I offered him one hundred and fifty dollars for his soul. Now, what that means is you have to write it on a piece of paper. Sure. I, Eddie, give Bobby my soul and then sign it. Yes. And we'll find a notary public to watch it. Make it official. Will you sell me your soul? For $200, I will sell you my soul. And I thought about this. I thought about it long and hard. Okay. And I said, you know, because the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia. You know, the Devil Went Down to Georgia. He's looking for a soul to steal. And I'm just like, why does Bobby want my... 
I thought, I was like, why does he want my soul? And then I'm like thinking, well, Bobby's not the devil. Bobby's actually a nice guy. So I'm selling my soul to someone who's actually a nice guy, probably going to do something good with it. Oh, you're not, you're not going to do bad things with it. So I'm like, this is a win-win for you. Win-win for me. Let's do it, dude. So for $200, you will sell me your soul. You'll write it out. Write it out. Would you do it, Amy? I don't think so, but he makes a good point about the type of person you are. So I guess it's not good. Oh, yes, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. I know you're going to do good things with my soul. Okay. Now, I've been told, too, that hopefully later on in the show we'll have an attorney on. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Because I never really got a straight answer from any attorneys out there on Twitter. About what? About, like, legally, what does this mean? You know, does this mean he can legally use my quote unquote soul for whatever? I I don't know. Because to me, it's just a word. Like, you're literally not sucking the soul out of my body. You know what I mean? Well, if that's the case, then why didn't you sell to me for 50 bucks if it's just a word? Because just in case there is a chance that you're actually going to have my actual soul, which I don't know what that means. Uh, then that's going to happen. But again, I still think that you're a good guy and you're not going to do anything bad with it. Lunchbox? Listen, Eddie, you are such a weirdo. Take the two. I can't believe it took you this long. I, I'm Bobby, you're getting ripped off. I'll do it for 185 I don't want your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's the difference? There's just something special about your soul, Eddie. <laughs> okay. Indeed, just just kind of for, for fun, any ideas what you're going to do with my soul? I can't believe you're going to pay that much for his soul. Like, he is just driving the price up for nothing. You are getting nothing in return. I feel like my soul is worth at least $200. What if I flip it? And I sell it to somebody else, oh. like Taylor Swift's music. Okay. You know yeah. how they had it? Dang, And the then they resold it. I have the masters to your soul. Interesting. Oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in a jar. First of all, I'm going to keep it here at my desk. But you know what Taylor did, too, or is going to do? She's just going to re-record those songs. So I might just go they won't get another the soul. They won't be the, You have to buy somebody else's soul. <laughs> won't be the same. Later on in the show, I will pay you this money. Good. Cool. 200 that's the deal? $200. I accept the deal. And, and what do I do? Do I breathe into a bottle? Like, what do I do? I, I'm going to have you come near me, and I'm going to touch your heart. Oh, my. Yeah. And then I'm going to take that and put it into the jar. In my heart? No, but <laughs> like the aura. Like combat? Yeah. And then you're going to sign the paper, then I own your soul. Okay. Deal. I think this is great, man. I'm glad we can do business. Me too. <laughs> you're not. You're not a bad dude. I got you. <laughs> On the phone right now is John Morgan from Morgan & Morgan. Hey, Mr. Morgan, is it Morgan and Morgan and Associates? How do you? How's the law firm described exactly? Morgan and Morgan. That's it. Of, that's it. Just that sweeten. What what kind of law do you guys specialize in? Well, we specialize in personal injury, medical malpractice, that all contingency fee work. Has anyone ever come to you and said, "Hey, I'm trying to buy someone's soul"? Well. The devil has come to me many times and said he'd like to buy my soul, but he it, the price was too high. He didn't but sell yes. it, obviously. Um, so <laughs> right now, John Morgan from Morgan & Morgan's on the phone. And Eddie, yes. my, my bestest friend and a guy that I love dearly, has offered up his soul for sale, and I've agreed to purchase his soul. And what's going to happen is he's going to write me out a contract that says, I, Eddie, give Bobby my soul, and he's going to sign it. What exactly, in your best legal perspective, happens once he signs that contract, Mr. Morgan? With you? Yeah. I believe that he has just sold his soul for a bowl of rice. 
What do you mean I a bowl of rice? It's it's a I'm giving him nothing. Two hundred dollars. That that's a bowl of rice because when you sell your soul to the devil. I'm not the devil. Let's yeah, drop no, no, the devil going. thing. Like I'm going to do like great that, things with this. Go ahead. Then then the devil owns you. And when the devil owns you, you have sold your soul for a bowl of rice. Are there any legal implications of selling your soul? Is it illegal, first of all? No. Yes. Is the it one thing? The one thing we're giving, given the day we're born is free will. So your best buddy has free will. Nice. If he wants to do this, this is this is all within his power. Is it legally binding that once he signs over his soul that I get it? Well, this is a new area of law for me. Now, with <laughs> with most real estate, it has to be in writing. So the question, first of all, is will this be in writing? It will, yes. The second thing you have to have is consideration. What, Without consideration, there's no contract. So you're talking about $200? Mm-hmm. So that would be that would be proper consideration. Nice, because right. he's agreed on two hundred dollars. So you've got a written contract. You have consideration, and then and then, but here comes a big, big if. He then has to accept the consideration. Yeah, he lost Once that. he takes the money, you. Me. You have a valid contract, and you own his soul. Okay. Can yeah. he sue me down the line to get his soul back and use Morgan and Morgan to come after me? Nice. Well, he could. It's it's kind of like a prenup. Now, with the prenup, you can get those things overturned, but you have to prove some, certain things like, did he sign it under duress? Mm. Did you threaten his job? Did you threaten him? Did you threaten his family? And then the other thing would be, was he in right he, he did. mind? <laughs> was he sane? No. Was he all, mentally competent? I haven't no. threatened this guy in any way. I've tried to give him some gambling money. That's all this is. He wants to gamble on the weekends. I Don't like, forget about threatening my family. I didn't threaten your family. Okay. Or his job. His family is duress. Yes. Did you tell your wife about this? Yes. And she said? Didn't like it. But <laughs> did not like it. So, Mr. Morgan, can I ask you a question? Sure. What can he legally do with my quote unquote soul? Once you have someone's soul, you really own that person. You what? can tell the most about a person by looking in their heart <laughs> and soul. He owns you, dude. I do. Legally, Legally. Mr. Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> What could he do with it? He could actually sell it. That's what I okay, said. See, I could turn it over. That's got to be a clause he, in the contract. He now, owns, he now owns your soul. And because if the contract is valid, if there was consideration, if you accepted it, if you took the money, if there was no duress, then and only then would he have the right to sell your soul. Right. At he, M- could sell your soul. he could sell your soul to Howard Stern. Good. That'd be cool. Listen. I will. I'm Venmoing you the money right now. Uh, yeah, and, and 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 Mr. Morgan, you're listening to this uh, under my address or what you whatever duress, you called it. Yeah. Duress. Duress. There's yeah. no duress happening here. You want it. You came Hang back on. to me with it. Go ahead. If you Venmo me, I'm not accepting that. That just goes into some account, right? 
I, if I never uh, so now you're so now you're pulling back. Well, I'm, I'm talking to my lawyer right now. Are you going to do it with Bitcoin? No, he's going to do it with Venmo. It's oh uh, Venmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my advice is if you're going to sell it, two hundred's not enough. I'm not paying more. He already negotiated That's up. That's my lawyer time. speaking. Listen to that. Okay. It's not valid until there has been an acceptance and exchange of money. All right. Wow. All right. I like and, it. And so now if he forges your signature, if he starts using your soul without your permission, mm-hmm. without a valid contract, then my best advice would be to call Morgan & Morgan <laughs> for a free consultation. <laughs> Are you just so rich? Because like, your commercials are on. Are you so rich, uh, John Morgan? Uh, rich, I'm. I'm. Uh, as I've told my children, to say we are comfortable. Yeah, but are you really comfortable? I have a falcon. I have a home in Maui. A real falcon, yes. like a bird. Oh no, like a an bird airplane. or an airplane? Oh, yeah, an airplane. Bird. Airplane. <laughs> do you fly it yourself, or do you have a pilot? I drink Maker's Mark in the back. Oh, yeah, he's comfortable, all right. And I eat Cheetos, and the pilots fly. Dang. Can I borrow, so, can I borrow that plane as a Christmas gift? I think it would be a nice little Christmas gift. Sure. Uh, like t- five hours on it. Sure. For your soul. If you, uh, yeah, if you give me your soul, <laughs> I will let you take the Falcon to Maui and play poker with Willie Nelson. Can I, I just Googled your net worth. Can I ask you if it's true or not? What is that? Can I ask okay. you what, what the number says here? Yes. Okay. It says, as of 2020, the net worth of John Morgan is more than $110 million. I, I, I hope. But so it's, a, it's near that. You know, I have never, <laughs> I have been asked a million times about my net worth, wow. but I have never, ever answered that question. Mm. Okay. I like because it. Because I think it's... Uh, it's just kind of unseemly. Mm-hmm. Here's what I, here's what I'll tell you about net worth. There's a guy that owned a big Toyota store called Jimmy Bryan Toyota. And one time I asked Jimmy Bryan, I said, "How much are you worth?" And he said, "If you know how much you're worth, you're not m- worth much." What do you think about that? Well, no I know, I, listen, I know how much I'm worth, so that <laughs> might not be worth much. Yeah. Well, you really don't know. I mean, you buy a piece of real estate, what's it worth? What's it worth? Is, is it worth what you paid for? Is it worth something more? Is it worth something less? But here's the thing about money. I watch, I'm looking at birds fly outside right now. I'm at the beach at Ponce Inlet. The birds are flying. They're happy. They seem to be mating, huh? and they have no money. That's what we should be doing. <laughs> and they and the surf the surf is up. Yeah, the women are beautiful. Nice. And you know what? I look at these birds, and I think, dude, you're the luckiest one of all. Yeah. Where are you right now? Ponce Inlet, Florida. Oh, in Florida. So you're in, okay. You have a house in Florida too. I have, a houses, I have houses in Florida, New Hampshire, and <laughs> Hawaii. Nice. But where do you, re- where do you, re- also, where do you reside mostly? Nashville, no? I reside mostly in uh, – now, when I go to Nashville, I stay with Mark Miller. When Mark Miller – you all know who Mark Miller is? Mm-mm. Mark Miller was the lead singer for Sawyer Brown. Oh, yeah, I know Mark. Yeah, sure do. Yeah. When Mark and I were kids – 
we were we were we were both Pluto at Walt Disney World. So when I come to Nashville, I stay with Sawyer Brown. Where where do you live mostly? I live I live mostly I live about four and five months a year in Hawaii. Dang. Uh-huh. I live two months or so in New Hampshire in the summer, and then I live in uh, Florida. Well, we appreciate your time. I think you've given Eddie some very valuable legal advice. Yeah. On with us now, John Morgan from Morgan & Morgan. I but don't it. let me forget the most important advice. If you've been injured in an automobile accident, <laughs> hurt on the job, or the victim of medical malpractice, call Morgan & Morgan fighting for the people. Love it. Nice. There he is. Offices Nashville. <laughs> I mean, we're, our show's all over the country, so, I mean, it, we're, do you have offices? Offices, the United States of America. I have offices in all 50 states, by the way. There you go. Oh, wow. We're, hey, so here's the, here's the deal. Wherever you are, I am. Nice. Sounds creepy, but I'll do it. <laughs> Everyone's looking over their shoulder right now. They're like, what? John Morgan is mine. And, and his second best advice, be a bird, mate, be bird. Yes. Yeah. Where the women are beautiful. advice. Come to Maui, smoke some Willie Weed, and play <laughs> poker with Willie Nelson. Hey. All right. Yeah, but yeah, right now. I'm on my way. Yeah. <laughs> we have to quarantine for 14 days. Not anymore. He's got to get a test before you go. Oh, Maui Wowie. Mm. Maui Wowie. Uh, John Morgan, thank you for your time. We appreciate your, your guidance and hope you have a great day. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too, yeah. my friend. There he is. John Morgan. All everybody. right. Morgan, Morgan. <laughs> An interesting guess for sure. <laughs> yeah, the advice I don't understand. I don't know do you, what. Do you want to? Here we are. It's, what? It's crunch time. Yes yeah. or no on soul. Oh, dude, I'm from Morgan, John Morgan, and Morgan and Morgan, like, and all the people on Twitter, I'm terrified now. But do you, yes or no? It's it's make or break time, buddy. I, bowl of rice is the one that threw me off. But he owns 110 like million dollars. I know though, he's in Hawaii and Maui, like with he's, Willie Weed and yes or no, Eddie. Oh my gosh. Yes or no, Eddie? Oh my gosh. Five seconds. Oh my gosh. Ta- Amy, or Amy, what do I do? Table. Or it's off the I table. Five. No. Amy, look at me. No, you're Four. not. No. I don't need no. it. Three. No. Two. No. Don't mess around with this. One. No, no they say don't mess around. You're Why are you idiot. listening to them? <gasps> Lunchbox, did you have done it? I would have done it. You're such an idiot, Eddie. $200, you just paid $400 for what? Bowl of rice. No, no toilet. 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 Exactly. So then it would have been half price. But no, I'm too cool. <laughs> the toilet would be half price and I give him my soul. <laughs> it's uh, terrible. So Thank you're not you. doing it? I don't think so. Off the though. table? Off the table. Okay. There we go. Off the table. Dang. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. And now for our biggest segment from the show over the last couple of weeks was, of course, Sam Hunt. No, he didn't actually stop by to say hi to Raymundo. Although Raymundo would let you think that he actually came in to do a really cool performance. He did a version of one of his big songs, and it was a bluegrass version. So he brought in this whole bluegrass band in the studio, and it was like Opry style. We've never seen Sam like this before, and I'm telling you, it was one of the best performances we've seen Definitely in 2020, we love us some Sam Hunt here. Nobody quite like Raymundo, but listen back to this, and you're probably going to put it on repeat. Number one on the Bobby Bones Show now. Sam Hunt. Sam, how are you? Good. Good to see you. You're all right. Good yeah. to see you too, man. Don't need to speak into this mic here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one. All right. um, I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> Sam is here just... with his band, and they're all they're going to play Opry style in a second. So it is a kind of a weird setup. Why did you want to come in and, and, and play this more acoustic way? 
Yeah, well, we've been shut down, you know, all summer, and I have been a big fan of bluegrass music for a long time. Now, I'm not good enough to keep up with these guys, but I have uh, um, my brother-in-law, who uh, just married into the family, um, is a great picker and player, and he lives about 200 yards from my house. So we've been getting together um, during the summer and entertaining ourselves. He's been showing me the ropes a little bit. Is one so, of these guys your brother-in-law? Yeah, this, this is Mason. This is my brother-in-law. Mason, here. how are you? Mason <laughs> Nolan. Yeah. He was talking about his brother-in-law and I was like, hopefully one of the guys he's, <laughs> yeah. he's like, you know, my brother-in-law taught me a lie. I didn't bring him today. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's here in the flesh. You guys yeah, he, are going to I was listening to Soundcheck. I think our audience is really going to love what you guys are about to do. Um, but I was thinking about you because you, you put out Southside mm-hmm. April 3rd. It was right in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. I guess the front side of it. And I was admitting to this that because there was so much news happening and we were all like looking left and right and I didn't get a chance to really listen to Southside until about two or three months ago. And now I think it's like the greatest record of the year. Oh man, I appreciate that. But I think though that so many people missed out on the impact of not just your music, but all music because the impact hit a little different. Did you find that? Yeah, we all had more important things to worry about uh, about the time that we dropped that record but you know I had taken a little bit of a break and and had not put out much music in a while so when we picked this date back in you know I had tentative days in the past and this was one of those times when it was like okay hell come hell or high water this date we're gonna make it work and then the the uh, pandemic hit and that was before we really knew I think the trajectory of it that was back when we were hearing that oh here by Easter it'll be cleared up so at that point in time I thought well you know let's just put this we may even still tour you know so let's put this record out and um even if i knew what i know now i think i still would have put the record out because from there i went i've i've been inspired to go on and start trying to work on new music and make up for lost time but um but yeah it's it's one of those things that maybe it'll have a slow creep and and you know like yourself folks will listen to it down the road even if they haven't listened to it yet you know it's probably gonna be a little while before we get to play them live again so people have plenty of time to hopefully tune in and check it out you know, I was I was thinking about you, and I have a bunch of friends who work in the industry, either working at record labels or even artists that are doing deals now. And I don't know if mm-hmm. you realize your impact on that, and that a lot of artists now don't want to do full records as far yeah. as a deal. And they're like, well, listen, Sam's putting out a couple songs at a time, and what you're doing is influencing other record deals. Do you do you realize that? Yeah, I think the the um, the uh, that was inevitable. I think. I think. I, you know, I, I was in a position to to start doing that a little bit, but I think that was inevitable, whether I, you know I started doing that or not. But it. Um. But you know, I, I about a, two years ago, I thought, you know, I don't know if I'll put out another record, and then I changed my tune on that a little bit because I, I still appreciate records, and when some of the artists I like put out full records, I like to sit down and listen to a whole record. So I don't. I think it'll it'll be sort of a hybrid. Like there'll be times when some songs fit on a record or don't fit on a record, where you just put them out, and then. Other times, you know, you'll have a body of work that has a little more um, continuity and you can put that out as a record. I have no attention span anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, what happens is I'll go through a record. Right. That's a big That's a big part of it. And also we have access to so much music. So it, you got, you know, there's so much music out there. So you just you give, them, give them nuggets at a time. And let's say your record, for example, how many tracks were on this record? The slash record? Southside? we ended up with 12 maybe on there. If I will unfairly listen all the way through and go, you know, and that one's not for me and then wipe it off immediately, even though I probably shouldn't have done that. Well, yeah. So the old, you know, the old back when we, when songs would grow on you, you know, you, you listen to songs because you were listening to a record and you, you know, you skip to the next song and, Eventually, you know, you you might a song might grow on you and it becomes one of your favorite songs. But now it's like you kind of get one shot. Never give it a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, Southside's awesome. Thanks, Love it. Um, do you constantly have a song in your head? 
being the songwriter that you are? Is there always something up there? No, I wish because I'd probably get more songs written. But <laughs> <laughs> they come in little bursts, and uh, and, and you know, um, I'm always thinking about it. I'm constantly like trying to, uh, you know, I wake up in the morning sometimes with a tune in my head, and I'll sing it, write it down. But 90% of what you know what hits me as having potential ends up you know not having so much potential so you just kind of wait for those ones that come along every i'd say every two or three months a song will come along that i'm like okay this could be a song i could write and put on a record um but in the meantime you know you're you're just like fishing or digging for gold every day you just you just keep it up until you finally try to hit something worth putting out are you still writing for other artists at all or is it all when you go into a room you're trying to find your next thing i've just been writing for myself because um I'm, if I write for myself all the time, I'm able to scratch out a record, you know, over a, a two-year period, and that's about all I can manage. But I miss, um, sometimes I get in my head and I got this bullseye of what I want to write, or you know, and, and, and it gets harder and harder to hit, as opposed to when you're writing for just, maybe somebody could cut this, you know, there's a lot more options in terms of ideas, and you're not sitting there saying, would I say it like this? Would I say it like that? Or does this sound like me? So um, I miss writing with a more, you know, more openly with, with the idea that somebody could record it other than me in mind. Um, so I've, I'm trying to lean back on that a little bit. You ever write a song, and it's a very personal song about where you are in your life then, but it's so long before you're going to cut it that you go, you know what, it's a good song, but I just don't feel that way anymore. Yeah, for sure. Especially the songs that are like a little more honest or it's like I'm, you're in a whole new headspace and, and you almost can't, can't, you have to remember the guy that guy, who, what was he thinking about or feeling at that time? But um, so you've sacrificed good songs because you don't feel that way anymore. Possibly, um, yeah. There, there's, there have been some songs that I think are, you know, and, and this is saying a lot because I put out some fairly honest, I guess, vulnerable songs. But there have been some that I'm like, nah, I'm not, I can't, I can't say that publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Hunt is here. He's got the band with them. This is a very interesting setup. Uh, do you, you want to introduce everybody real quick before we play? Do you know all their yeah, names? Because I, I, I don't want to put you in a bad spot. Well, we all just have met this morning. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Except for your brother-in-law, because if that was only this morning, you're in trouble. Wait, and then y'all, because like, we heard them They walked up. in and crushed it. Yes. Like, it seemed like y'all had been practicing guys, I mean, they don't, they don't need rehearsal warm-up. They just step up and go. Wow. But I've got everybody's first name down. Cody. Tell me your last name, Cody. Kilby. Kilby. And Gavin. Largent. Yeah. And Evan. Windsor. This is Mason Nolan, my uh, brother-in-law. Greg Davis. <laughs> All right. So how, wait, hold on. How do y'all, who brings y'all together if you're meeting for, is there like a bumble for musicians <laughs> or something? So the, everybody in the community. Help on that mic, Sam. Help on that mic. Help on that mic. Everybody in the bluegrass community knows, they pretty much, I mean, you guys all know each other and know at least one person removed. And um, so I called Mason knowing that he he was, he's plugged in because he's playing jams. And, and I actually saw these guys play at the Station Inn about two months ago. Um with uh, Greg's brother, and uh, I just had a blast watching them play. So um, Mason knows these guys, and he was nice enough to um, reach out, and these guys were nice enough to join us this morning. Yeah. All right. Well, I heard one of them go, it is early. And I'm like, shut your mouth right now. We've been up for like seven hours already. It is early for you guys, though. So um, how about this? Uh, let's do – you mind doing a little take your time? Yeah. You guys? All right, by the way, Sam Hunt is here. going to play a little music for us. Yeah, we haven't really rehearsed a lot of these songs, so we're going to kind of just kind of <laughs> let her rip, just feel it along and rip. see how it goes. Uh. 
I don't know if you were looking at me or not. You probably smile like that all the time. I don't mean to bother you, but I couldn't just walk by and not say hi. And I know your name because everybody in here knows your name. You're not looking for anything right now. So I don't want to come home strong. But don't get me wrong, your eyes are so intimidating. My heart is pounding, but it's just a conversation. No, girl, I'm not a wasted. You don't know me. I don't know you, but I want to. And I don't want to steal your freedom. I don't want to change your mind. I don't have to make you love me. I just want to take your time. And I don't want to wreck your Friday. I ain't going to waste my lives. I don't have to take your heart. I just want to take your time. Yeah. That's awesome. That sounds so cool. Like yeah. that. It's not even just stripped down. It's like, again, blue grassed up. Yeah. And even a moody song like that can kind of make you smile and happy. That's awesome, like, man. Yeah. Just makes you happy. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay, let me challenge you guys then because um, Hard to Forget, sonically, is the opposite mm-hmm. of this. Right. Yeah, it's, it's got that, you know, that old Webb Pierce song uh, in there, but... Where you but we put some drums and we make make it what what I guess you call swing a little bit more. So the rhythm is not a rhythm that you would find in traditional music. And a lot of the you know blue oh, bluegrass songs and some of the old country music, there's there's a lot more over overlap there. So can um, you guys pull that off? Hard to forget. Yeah, let's see. Uh, the, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of we'll have to lean on like play a little more like Webb Pierce would play. Okay, cool. I saw your sister at work, I saw your mama at church, I'm pretty sure I saw your car at the mall. I see your face in the clouds, I smell your perfume in crowds, I swear your number's all my phone wants to call. It's kind of funny how I can't seem to get away from you. It's almost like you don't want me to. You've got a cold heart and the cold heart truth. Got a bottle of whiskey, but I got no proof that you showed up tonight. And that dress just a mess with my head. And so much for so long, out of sight, out of mind. Girl, you're looking so good, it's driving me out of mind. Are oh, you breaking my heart? Baby, you're playing hard to forget. That's awesome, guys. That's so good. Is that fun to play it that way? Yeah, it is fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I was hearing these guys play. It's just, yeah. But I, when I want to get in a good mood, I put on bluegrass music at the house. So it is fun. So much fun. I also want to mention, I saw Sam walking through the glass room talking to Raymundo, who is your, he's a stalker. Let's be honest. Do you ever see him on your Instagram posting things or do you just not even know? Uh, back a couple years ago, I, I did. Oh, he, still, but, um, he still does. He still does. <laughs> All the time. Raymundo. I appreciate the love. I tell, tell him that every time we come in. Yeah, he said that. 
What he's wearing today is a flannel. Do you recognize that flannel? Yeah, I do because he. Uh, I remember he was he he complimented my outfit last time, and uh, so I, we sent him over some uh, some a shirt and some shoes, and we talked. <laughs> and we talked about playing basketball. He's wearing it but now. They shut us down. I got the, the air so We haven't been on. able to get our hooping in yet. Yeah, well, Ray is your biggest fan, and when you were talking with them, it, these guys were always talking to your, your band here, and I was like, Raymundo is in heaven right now. <laughs> when you meet a, a man who is obsessed with you. <laughs> I love it because it takes some humility to be to say like because a lot of times you know I'll be playing a show and I, I can tell when like the the girlfriend drugged the boyfriend to the show and he's just got his arms crossed and he doesn't want to show any sort of he doesn't want to you know he won't want me to know that he's got any interest in being there um, so it takes some uh, I, I love it I appreciate it. Raymundo, he appreciates. Well, yeah, I know he can't hear me, but <laughs> he yeah. can't hear you. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, but does he? But maybe he has something to say. Do you have something you well, want to Sam say? Well, Sam can't hear though because well, he has headphones on. Relay it. Okay, go. Ray, is there anything you want to say? We caught up coming in. Yeah, I mean, we had a great talk for one minute. I mean, the dude probably changed my day, my week, my month. <laughs> he it was said awesome. He changed his day, his week, his month for the talk. Oh, I love you, Ray. He's yeah. Here. <laughs> oh, and like he just got married too. So the, where oh, is this great? Did you? Yeah, uh, me and his brother got married the same weekend. He said he, that's oh, destiny. Your brother got married the same weekend. It was oh, destiny nice. that you're friends. So you're three. You're oh yeah. Hey, we'll all double date. Or tri- well, I guess that'd be a triple date, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. He's okay. a stalker, but it's like safe. He's a safe. Absolutely. Like, if you gotta have harmless. a stalker, raise the one you want. Yeah. Absolutely. If you 100%. have to have one. He Fully means trust well. Her. Thank you guys. Good to see you guys. There they are. Same one. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. That's a wrap for this week's show. I appreciate y'all taking the time to hang out with me, listen in, and maybe hear some segments again that you already heard or maybe hearing them all for the first time. Either way, thanks for hanging out with me and Amy and Scuba Steve and Eddie. It was a fun day getting to hang out with them and hang out with you guys. Don't forget, follow the show on all things at Bobby Bone Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can even follow me on all things at WebGirlMorgan. And if you go to BobbyBones.com, you can relive every single one of the moments I talked about, plus more in the video versions. So go follow it. Go follow all the things. Watch all the things. Thanks for joining me. Bye. Best bits of the week, and we've got them for you. Best bits of the week with Morgan number two.